0: Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we ask that all c- citizens be celibate as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, the Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. that's <laughs> well, a It's a high order. <laughs> um, and today we're tackling the 138th episode in the series, Girls Just Want to Have Fun Before They Die. <laughs>
1: that's great.
0: Please do not send water. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have found that envelopes leak. <laughs> so i this episode all i see when i hear that it's almost like you you want to play like the uh rorschach test you know rorschach i can't even say that mm. the test from you know uh when sophia was a nun um of like what you remember for each episode so it's like this episode is just sophia in the red dress <laughs> like immediately. yeah
0: totally the visual i agree it's like
1: i know and uh, i know you looked into the um that particular scene and that particular line where they talk about turning her into a drag queen. Um, I know that Mark, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Jim Colucci's book um, had a, had a Mark Cherry quote in it. Do you want to talk about it? Cause I thought it was really funny.
0: Or about can, the censorship you off. mean? Yeah. About the censorship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean like, I just, I will say like before you, I would love you to to read the quote, but this show is getting like so much gayer i feel like <laughs> as we go on like the writers are so clearly leaning into their own humor and like their yes. like what you know whatever and like i just um it it's really it's fun to watch like it's fun to be watching it in this way and like you know reading about like in Jim Colucci's book and things like this like reading about the writers and who the writers are and like them pulling in all these queer storylines and yeah. like anytime they can reference share they're doing it like <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like signs um but yeah i mean i i definitely think we should (laughs) talk about the oh my god the censors
1: it was so interesting so like you know the original line when blanche makes her over was you know i took an 84 year old woman and made her look like a 65 year old gay man right so the censor wouldn't let them say it and (laughs) like you know the writer pulls over you know pulls over other writers like mark cherry and and jamie wooten and was like hey you guys are gay (laughs) what do you think about this (laughs) And they were like, they had to actually, it's so funny. Cause like Mark actually says, he goes, it was funny to me because I never actually thought of me and Jamie as the gay writers, but like, to your point, like, yes, like they really, they really were. It was really kind of funny. Um, but in that moment they like needed a spokesman. So they had Mark like call the censor and be like, I am a gay man and I am not offended by this statement. <laughs> and he's like, well, the censor was not gay, but they were so protective that despite arguing they actually had to turn gay man into drag queen which is so funny because it's like it's funny in a different way but it's also like they weren't concerned about offending drag queens (laughs) right really a fascinating time in this early 90s television landscape um so anyway i just i thought that was a really funny line but that sophia with the the high boobs and like that whole that whole scene where she walks in because she really is just Estelle Getty with like the old lady face, as opposed to using her body language and her clothing to look older. Um, It's really, it's hilarious. It's great.
0: Yeah. And I think the drag queen line is better than gay man, to be honest. Like I think it
1: is, it works better. And especially she looks like a drag queen. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway, what do you think of this episode? I mean, Susan Romero is great. It's just, yeah
0: um so i will i think i have a bit of an unpopular opinion which is when i was watching this episode i was like there's some there's a lot of funny bits um it's not one of my favorites like i like it it's it's fine but i was i guess i was expecting a little i i built this episode up maybe a little bit too much in my head oh, interesting. um i really like in what, in what way this, though
1: in like the humor or the, the emotional punch or both
0: I guess more so the humor like I have a lot of lines written most of my notes are lines um but I don't know I just don't it's it's not my favorite I, I like it obviously like it, you know I'd rather watch this than many other sitcoms but it's just not it's not one of my favorites um I guess I felt like it was a little like I don't know slow or something I don't know I wasn't loving it Um, but I will say that they what they talk about in in the Colucci book uh, which I think is interesting is like it's a pretty rare glimpse into Sophia's sex life because like I have in my like I was like oh did we ever see her you know, like in a sexual relationship before, and of course, there's yeah. Max, which is like yeah, the same like in, visual in bed with
1: Max, the same visual, exactly.
0: Right, and but like,
1: and the audience just cheers so hard. I think because it's like they're not—I don't know. It just is like cause it's just like because Caesar Romero and he's like a hot old man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they're thrilled. I mean, we're all thrilled for her, of course. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, it's like it is also such a sex-centric episode, which I think is really cool and like really like again, like you know, I can't overstate how important and how sort of, like, I don't know, still progressive it is to have old people be talking about their sex lives. Like, we've said it a million times, and we'll keep saying it, but, like, it is really just, like, so, you know, and I think we're getting away from this a bit, but, like, you know, there's this sort of natural inclination, I think, from young people to be, like, you know, skeeved out by old people having sex, but, like, if they feel like they can't, they don't see it, then they don't talk about it, then it's, like, you know, like it, it, it's representation matters. And so I, I think oh, like, right. you know, I appreciate it for that. Um, I also do love, and I feel like I am often looking for this from Dorothy, like this like level of like skittishness when, when Sophia is talking about her personal sex life and yes. Dorothy's like, wait a few years. Like, all I right. I know, all it's right.
1: kind of hilarious. You're like, okay, yeah.
0: You can have a don't ask, don't tell situation in this regard. <laughs> yeah, Um. <laughs> But, it's but not, yeah, I mean, it's actually
1: not as closed off to Sophia's sex life I don't feel in previous episodes. So that's right. I agree. Something about Tony Del Vecchio, like it's something like he's like a Lothario or like he's just, you know, it's just like I guess cuz she's just got such, she is such like the hots for him. It's like so intense that it probably scares Dorothy a little bit. I don't know. It's really just kind of funny um or that it feels more like just like not a relationship and just feels more like sex maybe I don't know I was trying to explore that myself because it's like she just seems more skeeved out and obviously part part of it is because it's just for the writing um that there's all these sort of blockades in front of Sophia to like bag this guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like but, it's like yeah. the pursuit too and like the thought yeah. of maybe like Sophia's desire or something like I feel like that could easily skeve a person out more than like the abstract idea of them having a relationship and like sex being a part of it because like you don't you you can know that without thinking about it you know so I feel like maybe that's it um and I don't know I guess also part of the reason that I like you know this episode is one of my favorites is like Blanche is really like captain of the ship but she's not doing a good job (laughs) so like it's
1: (laughs) tough to watch it's i i think it's tougher for me like the thing is it actually like part of her part of what blanche is um bad at and most of what blanche is bad at, i should say is like the rose thing right because it's it's dealing with and she you know she admits it at the end yada yada but like it's In Like, Rose is in a very different position because she's already in an established relationship, which has its own vibe. So to, like, switch that with, like, somebody else's advice and have Rose, like, not sort of behave in character is very different than having Sophia not behave in character to sort of pursue for the first time a guy she likes, right? So I have more issue with the way that Blanche handles the Rose and Miles thing. And I actually, I, I'm sad that Rose follows her advice so closely,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because um, she just doesn't- I'm have, not like, sure. There. <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> and don't you ever do that again because I hate it.
0: <laughs> like the nose- Nobody likes it. <laughs> oh
1: my God, it's hysterical. Um, But yeah, so I think it's like, I don't know. I, I think Sophia- Actually, like Blanche's advice sort of works for Sophia to le- at least like pursue him and like sleep with him. I think Sophia is like pursuing something more than just pure sex, right? Hence the "I love you" line, which we'll get to in a minute. But mm. Sophia de- definitely like breaks Blanche's advice <laughs> by saying "I love you," right? Like she she is herself. And it doesn't work because it, she was following a line of Blanche's advice and then nothing else. But then Sophia resolves it herself because, again, these <laughs> these, these women are adults. i like, they tell the truth and they do relationships the way that works for them, right? So I think it's, you know, I do like the the Blanche, like, comeuppance at the end where she's, like, the shallow guys I go out with. Um, it's, like, mm-hmm. really, you know, it's really, it's really it's really important that she has that moment. But to your point, it is, like, most of the episode is her behaving
0: badly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, the Sophia thing is also interesting because like she follows Blanche's advice until she sort of gets like emotionally swept up, I guess. Like she seems to be really, you know, like feeling it when she says I love you to him. Um, And like Blanche would never because I feel or, you know, like Blanche would say she would never um, because she doesn't get that emotionally swept up when she's with guys. And so like that also is really interesting. Like you know, Sophia seems to be really into into Tony obviously. Um and yeah, I don't know, we should I I obviously want to talk about that. Like what do you what do you think about the I love you, <laughs> I care for you?
1: <laughs> well, I think it's so interesting because I mean, the I love you, the I care for you thing is hilarious because I also think Tony is very truthful in like <laughs> he's truthful in the way that like once he um once they have the conversation, when she returns to his house, he's very honest with her, right? As as she is, too. But I do think it's really funny where he's like, you know, she's like, I love you. He's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because honestly, like, you know, if he can't say it then, like, and obviously, you know, there's there's difficulty in explaining yourself in the moment there, and he has some time to think about it later. But I do love where he's like, well, this I care for you thing has worked up until now. <laughs> <laughs> actually like him I think he's being completely honest and I think it's really lovely when Sophia does say like I you know I wanted to hear someone say I love you one last time and actually it's me- that's mentioned in in the you know Golden Girls Forever Jim Colucci's bible is like one of the writers talking about how that was such an important line for what you said like it, the older people having sex but older people wanting to be in love again or like in love for the last time it's really an interesting especially if you've been a widow for so long, right? Like you used to have like that kind of a relationship and she feels such a connection with this dude that like she wants to hear it. She's old, like you do not have a lot of time left. You know, look who's giving away years here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I really like it. I like, I like the scene in the moment because I also think that it is somewhat realistic for, you know, straight women to be a little bit more open than straight men with like some of their feelings, right? And especially complicated by like a post-coital situation. <laughs> <laughs> but like but I think I, I think they play it humorously enough and I also love how like he's like let's get some sleep and she just smacks the hell out of him no like we're not sleeping right now you can't talk about this you know it's like it's I think it's really she does a great job of like standing up for like hey I said this and like yeah I, that, well, I don't like the way you responded this is really weird you know um the, the the line about like, how could you make love to me if you don't love me thing? You're like, eh, Sophie, I think you know. Like, you know, yeah. not not everybody is connected with, you know, connects sex with love 100% of the time, including you. So <laughs> that one's kind of a weird line, but I think the rest of it actually plays pretty well.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's like the, the idea of like wanting someone to say it one more time and like having this like, You know, kind of like, I don't know, adolescent affair almost. with Like, you know, like, it seems pretty like she likes him. She's excited about it. Like, she's not sure if he's you know, whatever. Like, it's really nice. I think it must be nice to have that kind of, like, one, that kind of, like, deep connection. But also that kind of, like, infatuation and, like, excitement and, like, not the love. You know, kind of, like, the lust part of, like, dating someone. Like, that also, I feel, is really important and um kind of like probably rare to experience at that point so yeah I, like that whole that whole bit I like um I like I really like Dorothy's you know like um it's a little over the top but it's them reversing roles and Dorothy oh, being yeah. the mother to a teenager and like you know being like me and just uh maybe hold off you know like I, I like that That'd it's always funny awesome. to see them um and I think it's really interesting like rose and Sophia are sort of on opposite ends of the same problem yes um and i totally agree like also i just i the the other piece that kind of like irks me a little bit is why wouldn't rose just tell miles like I know. he's familiar with saint Olive. he'll know it's fucking nuts but he'll at least well, he'll
1: I think, understand i like, think she doesn't because like blanche immediately is there right when like when the she gets a letter and everything and she's like oh you know like it's like there's a lot of um there's a lot of like just like excitement there right and i think like rose gets swept up in it knowing that like she doesn't she if she thought about it like a little bit longer she would be like yeah i'll just tell miles and he'll get it like i if this is important to me i really want to do this but like blanche immediately jumps on this like oh you can capitalize on this you know right so, i guess that's true um i think that that's kind of the why but it is funny because actually this episode could play very well with like spicing things up which comes in a few episodes right between Rose Mm -hmm. and Miles um but it's like a totally different type of story
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and like I do love like them um when Rose I guess is the one who uh makes the plan for them to go to the evening of lesbian poetry (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how they weave it in
1: (laughs) it's so great don't get me wrong. I enjoy the
0: <laughs> That's Miles. He's such a nice guy. This, and like, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. And like, I don't know. I also am like, this also is very close to when Miles is being cheap. And Blanche is like, you know, her, her go-to answer is like, make him jealous. So he'll try yeah. harder. So you'll get what you want. But like, right. come on, Rose.
1: I know. I know. It's so funny. But I love, so the whole conversation, right, where the the letter comes out of, like, you know, the Department of Water and Coffee. (laughs) Coffee? No, thanks. It makes me jumpy. Um, (laughs) I just love, like, the whole, like, first of all, like, the celibacy angle in order to, like, bring in the crops and other things. Like, it's so interesting how they weave this, like, pretty old, you know, version of, like, you know, like, just, like, the, the power of how you can create things on earth with, with your actions or inactions in this place and in this case rather um but I love that like you know Rose is like Blanche I don't think you realize how powerful sex is and Rue's face in that <laughs> reaction where she sort of like vaguely she almost like turns to the audience <laughs> to do like a you know John Krasinski yeah from the office <laughs> thing um it's not actually at the audience right but it's like sort of just like off to the side and you would just be like (laughs) so it's pretty great um but I love that she's just like you know I've had 143 relationships and then and Dorothy says and no convictions yeah it took me forever to realize what an amazing play on words that is (laughs) of like (laughs) convictions from the point of view of like being arrested to or you know and being tried in a court of law etc like breaking the law but also like no morals or ethics yeah (laughs) and like I literally that latter one it took me so long like in my 30s to like pick up on it when I heard it again I was like this is incredible and I I just like the writing is so great and that line is so prescient for like what happens with the two people that she's helping to sort of manipulate like she's not playing in any sort of ethical or moral moral way and it they fail because yeah of <laughs> it's just <laughs> Dorothy the whole time of like well what about the vapors Blanche shouldn't be they, they be overcome by the vapors I mean like everything about her reaction is just incredible
0: <laughs> yeah that is, I mean it's it's pretty smart writing like it
1: is it is they're oh, they're so good it's what well, yeah where, where do we want to go next we got we got a lot going on
0: I mean, I don't know. I feel like uh, I do love the Ulf the Umbrella King bit. I think that's funny. And also, like, it's just, you know, Rose is so... Betty White is... Like, I feel like Betty White is at her, like, Rose peak here Mm -hmm. when she's like, oh, I better send water. Like, that's just so... (laughs) Such a silly bit, but it really works for me. I think it's really funny. Um, And I don't know, like, Miles is spending time at the batting cages it gives me real like I'll push the car home energy when Blanche uh,
1: has her pacemaker
0: yes um (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know and then you know like the visual we're we're right about I think at the the visual of Sophia in that red dress um she looks so cute with these like shoes and um you know like it's a really funny visual gag and I actually think like the show is so celebrated for its writing and the acting and, and everything. So for me, like, I think my, the the memories that I have of the show and, like, the things that stick out for me are usually lines. It's usually, like, bits of dialogue or, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, expressions from the actors or something. But this visual of Sophie in the red dress is is sort of like a rare, it's like Rose in the in the pants. It's like, you know, it's such a, it makes me laugh right, without yeah. anything else.
1: Rose, it's so funny that you can say Rose in the pants, and I know you Yay! what you're fucking talking about.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm it's talking about. So like Sophie great. in the dress.
1: So <laughs> great. I do love, um, so like when they're having the conversation, she's like, Blanche, can I come out now? And then she, you know, says the line, and Rose's face, Betty White's face. It's just like- so horrifying It's so fucking funny oh my god and I love when like Miles goes Sophia you look beautiful and she goes boy it has been a long time Boy, he hasn't a big fellow
0: yeah <laughs> Miles is just a nice guy I know he's great he's great the
1: um so the whole you know there's so many lines that are connected with what you were talking about earlier of like the role reversal of Dorothy you know protecting Sophia right um mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's so funny, like, you know, especially when she's, like, you remember Blanche and my Aunt Dorothy? um, (laughs) We're just, like, trying to, like, deflect, you know, it's such a Blanche line of, like, deflecting her age. But, but like, you know, she's, like, there are other fish in the sea. And she's, like, and all the ones my age are floating on the top. You know, it's, like, it's such a great one. But, like, when she is you know, telling her to, you know, he's like, she's like promised to be good. And she's like, yeah, promise is a promise, which is also like so sultry. Jesus Christ. You know, like like I said, the audience is just whooping when they see, like she's, they see her um in bed with Cesar Romero and he's like, you're good. Like, it's so like, you know, to your point, it's like just a big window into old people's sex lives. But, um, but it's so, it's again, the role reversal of like when Dorothy is, um you know gonna uh, sleep with glenn o'brien again and and sophia's <laughs> like you know keep both feet on the ground and he's like it's a bad day for mothers you know <laughs> like, yeah, I, my yeah very it's the exact same scenario right of just like the protective elements so um anyway but you know and then she comes back and she <laughs> she's like very much like a dog ma get over here did you sleep with tony Delvecchio? a little yeah.
0: A little (laughs) so good. Really
1: great. (laughs) It's really incredible. So um but yeah, and like, you know, and the same in the beginning where you were saying she was so uncomfortable and she's like, You're gonna hate this, like let me tell you. And Blanche is like biting her lip, you know, she's such a (laughs) perf. Um (laughs) Um, oh, speaking, sorry, I'm jumping all over, um, as usual, but the, uh, speaking of how much of a perv Blanche is where, um, her friend, you know, <laughs> Rose's friend calls her and Blanche just like listens in on her having sex. First of all, why is her friend calling Rose while she's having sex? But, um, she's like really, everyone's so horned up in St. Olaf. They have to like tell people immediately that they're allowed to have sex again, including while they're having sex. But anyway, I just love how she's like, boy, it must have poured <laughs>
0: oh yeah it's so good oh my god (laughs) oh my god
1: it's it's amazing
0: yeah it's like using the phone like the saint olaf rain call is like porn which i feel like blanche i feel like she does that kind of a lot where she just like walks into something she's like well all right like (laughs) exactly oh
1: my god it's so funny (laughs)
0: But I think, like, that, so, like, we were talking about in the the last episode of, like, Blanche's vulnerability coming through and, like, you know, her, her being, like, sort of sympathetic in addition to being the sort of, like, you know, kind of pillar of confidence and sexuality and, and all of these things that we, like, love about her. And I think, like, that is also sort of another piece of this episode that kind of bums me out a little bit is, like, she's really, like, pouty and, like self like she's got a lot of self pity because like her advice didn't work for people and she's like oh and then she does this like I cry every Thursday night which is like meant to be sort of like I think this kind of big reveal of like you know I go out with shallow guys and like you and Miles have something real and I don't have that whatever but like It doesn't quite connect for me. It's more like, because I even think like the way that Dorothy then makes fun of of, like, excuse me, 805, I cry every Tuesday. Like, you know, her taking from that to me, I think also sort of bolsters my argument that like, it's not really deep enough and it's not really Mm -hmm. like, it's not giving me the depth that I want from an emotional reveal. And like the fact that I think Dorothy's like willing to capitalize on it and make fun of it a little bit is like- all right yeah it doesn't it's not (laughs) working for me
1: (laughs) exactly yeah like the the punishment doesn't fit the crime basically exactly yeah yeah. (laughs) that's interesting I yeah the the Dorothy because they obviously because it's a sitcom they obviously mock each other's sort of grief in a lot of ways on this show although there are times when like they they carefully don't cross the line when it is something serious right like a couple episodes back we talk about how you know you could be in the middle of a joke and somebody comes in with bad news and the the vibe changes right but you're it's interesting where it's like there's the sad speech but then it's sort of just like nah not buying it (laughs) i never really thought about that scene that way before (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah interesting yeah um but uh yeah i mean it's i don't know it's like i still i still think it is it's very as opposed to the Mrs. George Devereux episode, where we see this like really a deeper version of Blanche, this is now reversed into Blanche meddling and wanting to like be in control and just you know, like, like, again, like Dorothy criticizes her for these are real people's lives and Rose too. Um, and like, you know, and Sophia, like, you know, do you enjoy getting old ladies in trouble? Or she takes her boobs out, <laughs> like, throw yeah, us-
0: <laughs> throws it at her. That's really funny, it's
1: <laughs> really great. So, but, but yeah, so I I mean, it's like to me, it's like every the, the transgressions, I guess, of the Blanche character are okay for me to play into to help everybody else come to that conclusion, uh, or th- their own conclusions about the relationships they're in. Basically, I think, I think it's like okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, um, <laughs> you get Dorothy into trouble if anyone was interested in her. <laughs> it's oh <funny>. my god, <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> uh what else what else um i mean the uh, what else do i have here um i mean the faking orgasms bit is pretty risque i feel like but funny risque great
1: really interesting especially the way she says it just, oh baby oh baby oh baby oh please oh please yeah it's, great. Like, that it's alone, great like that is so interesting right from like a the point of view of like again straight women straight men sex like this whole like it, it's just it, it's just really fascinating to me of like this especially especially being older i think there's other complexities about your body <laughs> and you're just like okay you can want like the closeness of sex without you know as rose says you know knowing what pops your eyes back into your head um <laughs> but it's really interesting right of like just being she's just, like so horned up to have sex with caesar romero and then she's just like accuses him of you know basically like not making her orgasm it's really it's really like that you could have like a whole you know if this was an hour-long episode you could have a little subplot about that
0: yeah there's a I mean there's definitely some uh implications there and like you know I think part of it is like what I think the larger picture is is like what how sex was portrayed from women's perspective straight women's perspective when you're talking about heterosexual sex yes um on sitcoms at this time which is always that at least for my memory and i think you know like it's well documented like as a chore as, like, a way to get power, as, like, a thing you'll do to, like, get closer emotionally, but never, like, the physical rewards, I guess, are not super, like, you know, except when there's a Blanche character or, like, a, like, a, you know, like a slut, basically, um, who pursues it. It's like, that's the portrayal of it. Um, so I do, I mean, I definitely think there's a lot, a lot more to go on to, to you know, to say there. Um, but I think it's like, it's a, on the flip side of it it's like humanizing Sophia as just like a woman in a relationship and like not an old woman in a relationship so um you know I think there's like it's definitely sort of a double-edged sword in terms of the portrayal of it but like it's in line with I guess how the the picture of straight women and their sexuality is like heavily portrayed at this time um so I think that's really actually like progressive in a way to have her doing that and also to like have sophia as the woman in this heterosexual relationship like taking about the power of it and like the sort of like ownership of it almost um of like her decision to have sex i think is really just like having sophia not be an old person i guess like in that bit Uh, is is really like a move um and i think it's great um (laughs) yeah it's a a choice um the rose and then like the rose bit is it reminds me so much of when she goes out with those dandies from texas um because miles (laughs) is cheap is like blanche is just trying to get her to get over it but rose like is in love with miles she has a real connection to him um and she has to just tell him. Like she just when, when she has this like lassie moment of like the truth is always the best. It's like, yeah, I also think Miles would have understood. I know. I, it would have been oh. the cradle of it, you see, but he would have gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> For real
1: though. For real. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean it's like uh it's it's such a it's such a fascinating it's it's just a fascinating exploration of like why I, I why why both Rose and Blanche, um I'm sorry, Rose and Sophia listen to Blanche of like it, it sort of goes back to that, like, I don't think you realize how powerful sex is, where it's like Blanche is like the sort of de facto I know the most about sex, which obviously is like what this episode is playing with, but right. she doesn't. <laughs> but like Rose and Sophia get caught up in that, thinking that they have to listen to her because they're so worried about their own relationships so it's really interesting it's like an exploration of being duped
0: yeah (laughs) exactly totally yeah and like the thing is when she comes back to herself Sophia, like when she goes to get her medical (laughs) medical or bracelet from tony's like then they look at the pictures of their spouses it gives me real like alvin you know like when she's with alvin and they're talking about their spouses and like and and max too like you know it it it's more of the real connection I think and like you can have that connection and have sex obviously like that's what a relationship is often yeah, but exactly. Sophia is just so caught up in like trying to do what Blanche says that like she can't she doesn't get there without like she doesn't get there as quickly I guess as she could have
1: right exactly exactly I think that makes sense um yeah I mean it's you know it's fun and Cesar Ramirez, yeah
0: <laughs> yeah he really is <laughs>
1: I think that's all that I've got for
0: this one. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh,
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, So, join us next time. We're going to discuss uh, females to fondle (laughs) and the complexities of people with disabilities. Take care, everybody. (laughs)